Good morning, good afternoon, good evening. Hope you're all having a wonderful day. We are back with Dion from Dion Talk. How you doing, buddy? Howdy, Mike. Ready for round two. There you go. Well, hey, just like round one, we are actually going to our private Facebook group called One Rental at a Time Works. This is the private group for students of the course, How to Get Started One Rental at a Time. And we are just taking questions so that you and I can answer them. You ready for number two? Shoot. All right, this one actually calls you out. So uh, it, it'll be interesting to talk about. So here we go. It says, I'm curious, what would you do in this situation? I have a tenant with a lease that converts to month to month, month to month, J July 1st. So just about a month. For the last 12 months, the tenant has paid on time nine times. They paid late fees and were very upfront on knowing they would be late the other three times. So good communication is what that sounds like to me. Uh, they've never been late in back-to-back -back months. Okay, rents have exploded in my area. If I went to for a tenant turn, I could add $300 to the rent and still be below uh, live listings and comps in the area. They just reported that they will be late this month. So that must be June. My concern is a planned payment date is one pay period from next payment due date. Okay, I'm worried it will be more problematic now. The tenant has an established job in healthcare and the health crisis has not been a problem. I was planning on doing Dion's binder method to the tenant and getting a raise in rent locked in. Now I'm not confident that they can pay the current rate consistently, much less market rate. So at what point is the cost of a turn, uh, occasional um, uh, cost of a turn less than occasional late rent? Option one, stay at current rent, current tenant. Two, binder method, current tenant. Three, 30 day notice, end of lease, find new tenant. Lots in there, what do you think? I'm hoping I can remember it all. We all, we all know <laughs> yeah. I have kind of memory issues. Um, so the benefit to the binder method is the rent increase is done at the tenant's request. Mm -hmm. So the author of this question mm -hmm. writing, I don't know if they can afford the rent increase is, is kind of an irrelevant thought because yeah. that's our opinion. And uh, one of my other favorite books is Your Opinion Doesn't Matter because when we're uh, renting properties, our opinion doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. The tenants right. rent the property. Yep. The tenants know what they can afford. Mm -hmm. If rents, and this is something I missed when I saw the question earlier today, if rents have skyrocketed in their area, that's definitely the time to use the binder method. Mm -hmm. I've generally used it when I first acquire a property because getting the tenants to ask for rents to go up and ask for longer leases is, is a strategy that makes it really easy for me to, to um, work full-time and self-manage 16 units because mm -hmm. I don't have to do a tenant flip. So the cost of the tenant flip is part of the equation. The time, the energy that it saps out of the owner, those are the things I look at as well. So before I talked about not renewing the lease with these tenants, I would look at a few things. And in the the post, I think, or the question, I think I got this right. Nine times out of the last 12, mm -hmm. the tenants paid the rent on time. Correct. The other three times they paid the late fee. So mm -hmm. um, I have great tenants. I've never had a later missing payment after my first, <laughs> once I got my systems in place. Mm -hmm. And something I've never understood is landlords or property owners who are upset that a tenant is late with the rent if the late fee is paid. You have a contract that yeah. says, we agree to pay the rent by this date. And if you pay it later, this is the fee. So if the tenant pays the fee, 
they're agreeing to the contract. Yeah, absolutely. Those three months where they didn't pay on time, that's not a problem to me. Not at all. Not to me either. Right. So I would definitely use the binder method. See if the see if there's other circumstances. Now I reached out to the person who wrote mm -hmm. this question. So I have a little bit more detail. Mm -hmm. I, I, I have some tenants who are either disabled or uh, retired and they get paid on the third. So when I acquired the properties, they always struggled because the rent was due on the first and late by the fifth. And if the third was Friday, Saturday, Sunday, yeah. sometimes they were being paid the day they had to pay the rent and getting the funds through would cause a late fee. So we made an alteration to all of their leases where their due date was the day they get paid, giving them then five days from that date to make their payment without a late fee, exactly. making a lot less stress for the tenant. The day of the month that I get the payment doesn't matter to me. No, that's awesome. Uh, and these tenants that this person was talking about, one has consistent pay, one has mm -hmm. inconsistent pay. Mm -hmm. So, this is where I might actually ask you the question back. If you knew that their pay is enough to handle the rent increase, but sometimes one of the tenants has an inconsistency to their income to where they make a good amount through the year, but sometimes there's chunks in a couple of months and then a month or two with lower income. Mm -hmm. How would you handle that? Is there a way to structure a lease where maybe they pay a little bit in advance when they have a better month or something. I haven't ran into that situation. Yeah, this is really depends. Again, this all goes back to communication between the landlord and the tenant. Um, back in my early career, so this must be 15 years ago, I had one tenant um, that for whatever reason wanted to pay rent every two weeks, right? They got paid every two weeks and they just knew for whatever reason that if the money was in the account, it would be gone. So, after them struggling a couple of months, we had a sit down meeting and said, what's going on? And they're like, it would really help me out if I owed you rent on the first and the 15th. Never had that happen before, but for this situation that, and they never missed a payment again because we just took the rent divided in half and said, you owe me 400 on the first and 400 on the 15th. They were happy. We were happy. Uh, it, it was no problem. So I, I think it's a conversation. Um, I have seen your response and the one back. For me, there's a lot of assumptions in the first note. Like you, they paid nine months on time, three months plus late fees, all good to me. That's 12 months of payments, right? Then, hey, I got the extra 50 bucks or whatnot. Uh, I think the binder strategy is the answer. I would go in with your binder strategy and say, hey, just so you know, around you, everything is $300 more. Lay it out on the table, have an honest discussion. I would love to keep you. And then as you outline in your strategy, let them say, and maybe the answer is we can't afford it. Then you have a choice, right? But until then, don't assume. Right. And the idea is that most tenants would understand that your best option as a property owner would be to have them move out. You do some renovations and you rent out for the area rents. Mm -hmm. I've never yet seen a tenant who doesn't request the rents to go up to just under the area average. Yeah. So now you get the rent increase. And if they're $300 more, like this uh, mm -hmm. question said, most tenants will ask for two or $250 rent increase. Whereas a property owner, if you went in and told a tenant, I'm raising your rent $150, that seems like a lot of money. Ah, yeah. But I've had tenants request over $300 increases yeah. and feel like they're getting a deal because they know my best business option would be to have them move out, which mm -hmm. 
they have to have the moving costs. They, their kids might have trouble being in the same school district. They're going to have deposit in first and last months, wherever they're moving to. So a rent increase that still gets them below the area average is a mm -hmm. good deal for the tenant and usually the best option for the property owner. Yeah, I would be very, I mean, my whole goal of this strategy would be to, to get back half of, if, if the Delta really is 300 with a new tenant, I would be trying to get back to 150, right? If I could get 150 more and let them be under that still, it's a win for everybody. It saves me a time of vacancy. It saves me tenant turnover. I can, I can still continue to feel like I'm doing right by the tenant, but it, it is that conversation, right? When you shared your binder strategy and folks, Dion has his own playlist on this channel. Uh, go back and listen to the videos about the binder strategy. Um, it's just a conversation. It's just, you know, you literally bring a binder and show them and say, hey, this is where we're at. What can we do together? Now, I'm glad you brought this question up because it, it's, it's a good one to get the person who asked the question out of their own mindset. They, I think they were looking at these tenants like they had some issues because they were late those few times. And he was thinking they can't afford a rent increase. Yeah. But they're not a problem if they're paying the late fees. Yeah, maybe. And yeah. we don't know if they can afford the increase or not. So yeah. have that conversation and then ask Make the question decision. again. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Well, thank you for doing this. This is a lot of fun. Again, thank you for being active in the group. Uh, I love everything you're doing. So thank you very much. No, I appreciate you letting me help. I actually feel really honored that I get to share what I've figured out so far. Cool. And how can people follow you and be a part of your world? I'm active in the One Rental at a Time Facebook group, the Real Estate Rookie group, the Official Bigger Pockets group. I try to help out anybody who's trying to learn how to invest. Um, Dion Talk Financial Freedom is my YouTube channel. I answer everybody who asks a question there. I'm cool. still small enough. To <laughs> that I just passed 5,000 subscribers, so I don't have 20,000. So it's a little easier for me. <laughs> that's awesome congrats on 5,000 that's a huge accomplishment thanks Mike you got it